0: Welcome back to GRIT. This week we are talking with Lever Fasting, production manager, exciting internet culture startup, Zero Zero Nation. In this episode, we talk about the transition from graduate to professional, all things pop culture on the web, and how you organize creators to create cool content in the zeitgeist. Okay, we're going to jump down to Oslo now to talk to Lever Fasting. Hi Lever, how are you? Good, good, good. It's great to catch up with you because I really want to uh, pick your brains and talk to you about being a production manager at Zero Zero Nation, which is an exciting kind of new new media brand rather than the more traditional stuff that sometimes people talk about. So you have lots of interesting perspectives on on different approaches to things. So for the audience, do you want to jump into kind of what it is you do?
1: Yeah, well, Uh, I do lots of stuff. Serious Nation is new. It's a startup. involves a lot of different hats. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm a production manager. We are a small crew of, I think, 15 people in the marketing department at Serious Nation. I have responsibility for them. Make sure deadlines are met, requirements are met, uh, any commercial assignment or job that we get. Make sure to defend their vision and what they want to achieve. And a bunch of stuff. Making sure that... Uh, everyone is having a good time <laughs> and making cool stuff in the process that's what I'm trying to achieve
0: if you were to sort of describe what is zero zero nation just for the those that don't know
1: zero zero nation is a community-based talent management so we are a media house in mm-hmm. uh, I would consider all aspects um, but most of all it's a community that's the that's that's the word we're looking for other similar concepts or um, brands or uh, channels that you may be familiar with, similar to us, is uh, Sidemen, uh, Face Clan, stuff like that. Right. We're trying to do that, but from the start. So we have a lot of different talents signed to us, uh, with a common interest in gaming. Right. So we have talents from sports, from esports. We have musicians, artists, cool people. So lifestyle branded content. They are signed to serious Your Nation because they want to do, they want to be a part of what we do. And what we are is the youth. We play video games. We live on the internet, very much a Gen Z company. People, the people who work there are born and raised on the internet. We know that that's the future. That's our platform. So we're a media house with the internet as our main platform.
0: And and, and so do, do you have like multi-channels of Spaces that you're creating content for them? Yeah,
1: that's our main goal. We are a very, very uh, new company. Serious Nation merged with uh, Norwegian esports brand NuvaVin uh, last mm-hmm. year and uh, got relaunched at Serious Nation in September 2021. So, uh, our end goal is to have our own formats, our own game shows, podcasts, concepts, series. Uh, that we create and distribute ourselves. This fall and next year, we're aiming to be on YouTube and TikTok and Snapchat, but our main channels right now are Instagram and Twitter. Right. That's, uh, that's what we do right now. And we're going to continue with that, of course, but uh, we have to build a brand first.
0: So, so I mean, and that's an interesting sort of concept of building a brand and building a community. So so, so how how do you, or how do your creators and you create content like what's the process for coming up with ideas and
1: for the first bit now it has been very commercialized Mm -hmm. you have to make money to do and achieve what we're trying to achieve so there's been a lot of commercial partners that are interested in joining in what we do so there has been a lot of commercial stuff however what has been really good for us and really important for us is that we are by the youth for the youth So we reach a target audience that most brands and other big commercial companies uh, don't. So uh, what's really, really important for us is that uh, the creators that work here, they have a look and a style that works in the younger generation that looks good on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They make content for Instagram. A lot of our creators do social media only. Like they have these insane talents in VFX and editing and film and photo but they do it for social media. Mm -hmm. So what's really, really important is that they gain a lot of trust because they are really young, yes, and some are even very inexperienced. But we've seen what they can do, and we try to nurture that in their limits and try to make them grow in what feels right for them. So it's very cool when an unnamed brand partner wants to come and join, but they have to follow what the 20-year-old thinks is cool because the 20-year-old will reach other 20-year-olds. So that's uh, that's our uh, motto, sort of.
0: Great. So it's very creator-driven because so- sometimes I think brands make the terrible mistake of getting cool creators and then putting loads of constraints on them and saying... Correct. <laughs> they want to sort of g- get the zeitgeist but then control them on what the- what they want to do. So you're much more the talent focus rather than the brand focus exactly Although that's where the money comes from yeah
1: exactly yeah. Okay. and our creators are an employee but they're also our talent as well mm-hmm. if our talent gets assigned to something or if they get a sponsorship or a job or whatever it has to be on their part so we're really 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 like it's important for us that we never do anything that we don't want to do yeah we we, we we pick up and we see talents and creators that Uh, do what they do and we welcome them to do their thing with us because we enjoy what they do that's the community part of seo nation
0: and so as a production manager and and as an ex-production manager myself is we're, we're slight control freaks and we have to herd all of these cats and and having content creators like that must be definitely hurting lots and lots of ca- so what's it like to be a production manager in such a different in such a different setting I guess it's
1: very challenging and it's a lot of fun I I really really like the people I work with luckily thank God <laughs> mm. we're all very new here even the most experienced ones have worked in TV right. all of their life and they don't do stuff for socials and uh, the more experienced creators, uh, are often, have been freelancing their entire career. So yeah, Serious Nation breaks the mold and it's challenging and it's new, but it's also a nine to five with deadlines and you have to talk to someone in commercial before you publish whatever. You have to talk to someone in finance before you get the money to do what you want to do. It's still corporate uh, to some extent. Yeah. Corporate is corporate, but it also is teamwork. So it, it has been challenging. I'm new. This is my first, actual. my Seer Nation is my second job in life. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. Uh, the one offer I got before starting working in Seer Nation was I think I was offered 100 kroners per hour to uh, build a set in the forest for like an insect type of game show for children and i was like i don't know what i'm getting myself into what is this so i feel really really lucky to be here (laughs) but it's also really right for me it's a challenge and i'm really glad that i'm not the only new one because i i know teamwork and that's been a really huge passion of mine to get people to work together and we're all new at it so we there's no system that's what's been really new and challenging for all of us is that our storage room has no (laughs) limitations we have to make it up ourselves where do we put the <laughs> props and how many how much space do you get for this type of stuff and you know who gets to put stuff where and uh, uh, we there's really we're building everything up from the bottom so uh, that's that's how you cha- change stuff right. and that's how you make a movement but it's also really really
0: difficult <laughs> well it, it, it's I suppose. When you work in a really long established company, the problem with that is there's lots of sort of almost signs everywhere saying this is how we do things, which is irritating if you have a kind of creative bent or if you want to do something different. On the same token, it can be very Mm. comforting to have a bunch of set things of this is how we do stuff. So. You're, you're kind of having to author your own journey, I guess, in, a, in some aspects of that.
1: So uh, a, a common denominator for a lot of creative employees here is that they vouch to themselves to never go corporate. They never wanted a, a normal, in parentheses, <laughs> filmmaking is not a normal job, however, uh, but they didn't want to go corporate yes. and it was not right for them to be in an office nine to five because of the limitations and the really like rigid restrictions that you have. But there's several people who has committed to zero nation now cuz it gives you a creative freedom i would say we trust our creators more than anyone else there was a, a period last year of like 2 months where we just came to work every day and we ask ourselves what do we want to do today you know and sometimes the brief that we're given from commercial partners is hey we're doing this product this is the slogan we want a 30 second movie there you go and that's it where do do what you do do your thing. I I would build up anything from the bottom to have this creative uh, freedom. It's uh, it, you really don't get it anywhere else. So that's what makes us really special, uh, and we're really focused on containing that, trying to keep it like that.
0: Yeah, and then that's a challenge in itself—is keeping that momentum. I guess because uh, people get tired and and yeah. and get set in their ways and so forth. But I, I, which kind of brings me to. A, I suppose I'm interested in you've you obviously recently graduated as in within the last couple of years and edu- I feel like media education is so solidified in this is this is how it's done but actually doesn't reflect what goes on in in aspects of this changing world so I'm, I'm interested in your reflections on that of like Like, here's how to do a commercial, here's how to do a music video, here's here's dramaturgy, here's this. Like, what's your experience of of the transition of that and and reflecting on that?
1: So I've thought a lot about this because when we meet with other partners or we introduce your nation to someone else, it's just... Oh, hey, this is whoever, he worked in TV for 20 years, and now he's here. And then they go around the table, and then it's, yeah, I'm Levi. I worked in Ikea before I got here. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I'm really fresh on really news. I thought a lot about, I, I asked even my employer, like, why did you do this? I think school was the correct decision for me, because I was good at school. What got me through a media education was that I like reading. Right. I like the traditional form of learning. I enjoy writing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed writing my bachelor's degree, for example, and I know a lot of people really didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it gave me a lot of predictability of what things would look like when I graduated. But yeah, it, it's not right for everyone. And uh, it, it didn't give me the huge advantage that I thought mm. it would. But I got to meet a lot of great people and I got to play with equipment and I, I got to test out how it was to work in a big group the the, the most important thing that I ta- took from my media education was learning how to work with other people because in high school you're just like oh group work sucks I never want to do it but re- through my media education I realized that group work is the rest of my career and there's some people here that I find it really difficult to work with how do I make that work so that's what really triggered me and really motivated me What structures is too much and what is too little? What freedom can you give? What is corporate and what is actually useful? I got to test that out in my education and that's what really helped me. But that's not what got me hired at Serious Hero Nation. What got me hired at Serious Hero Nation was that I am very passionate about the internet and culture and music and films and TV shows. Like I've always been a pop culture fan and seeing you know, mm-hmm. having that uh, teamwork sort of uh, experience from school and just the interest and really wanting, like really just being passionate about a lot of things and having been raised on the internet, I think that's what really got me in here at the end of the day. Not that I know, but I'm just guessing.
0: <laughs> no, no, but, but you, you raise an interesting point there because I, I think there are maybe a, a few too many people when they're graduating or even when they're going through the process of uh uh media education when you say to them what are your passions mm. they don't actually know like the, you, somebody <laughs> says oh I like storytelling you're like great what kind of stories do you like uh and I I, fi- I always find that bizarre like why do you want to do this if you don't have you, you kind of have to have a driving passion inside su- you know whether, whether it's Mm. making nice photographs of mountains or whether it's it's internet culture or whether it's you really like Netflix shows or whatever, having a sense of what your tastes are. and I would imagine that yep. that must be super important to a company like you. Like people have to know what their tastes are right
1: That's the most important bit. The, the trust that you get for doing a creative process is, is huge because we trust your taste and we, we trust that you know what you want. And we trust that you see what, is, what works and what doesn't, if that makes sense. I recently got a project yeah. that I don't know how much I'm going to disclose, so you may have to edit this out. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But I recently got a project, and I heard the tagline and the target group, and I saw some photos of the products that they wanted to promote. And it immediately, immediately took me back to rap videos that I saw in high school. And it really lighted something inside of me, like, oh imagine right. if I got to do something that I thought was cool in the past and do that for my own. I just wanna make like things I consumed as a child or as a teen that meant a lot to me, be able to just continue that and take that and carry it on in the future. That's what really, really like gets me. And that's I, I know I know what music videos are like I know what I think is cool I I know whatever and I'm just a production manager you know you you can't have you can't have anyone just Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know I care I care about this and I want everyone to create what they think is cool and what they're passionate about and you know having that taste uh, is a huge part of everything we do you can't if the day that you get an assignment and you do it because you have to do it you don't want to work here anymore we're really really aware of that. We have to give employees and people to give them stuff that they enjoy doing cuz creative work is really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's demanding and yes. it's you're vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there and you know, you have to you have to really sacrifice yourself and the day you start doing that for things you don't care about and things you don't think are cool, then that spark flies out and that's when nothing works anymore so that's really really important
0: is it hard like because so many people start off being creators or or, or into creativity almost is a hobby you're sort of doing it on the sideline of school and then you're doing it maybe at school but in bits and pieces is it is it difficult yes. to <laughs> then do it nine nine to five every day and you do one project, and then you're onto the next. Like mm. this is the, the keeping that sustained motion. And and how, how as a group do you, I don't know, keep keep the fire alight in terms of talking about what's cool or what you like. Like how how is the the process for that?
1: Well, that's a really good question because we all just silently agree that um, it, it's a combination of being a startup and it's just a really demanding job. Uh, but we also share a lot of common interests, you know, in internet and in music and whatever. We all, the thing we have in common is that we're really passionate about this. And I struggled with it, at least, that when I moved to Oslo and I started this very time-consuming and very, very rewarding and very, very good job that I really enjoy, but also really demanding. So I really felt that, you know, it's such a blessing to be able to, I mean, I remember I, I went to a DJ set, here in Oslo that I really, really enjoyed and it was a friend of my co-worker who knew them and I had so much fun and then I went back to the office and oh, we need a DJ for our party and I was like, hey let's let's you know let's merge it here. I had a great time here. Let's get them in. we know them and blah 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 and so forth. yeah, which is so cool like that happens all the time over here and I'm really glad to do that. but it's also really consuming to always have it in your circle and Whenever I go out now, it's, oh, I'm leaving, I work with this and this person in Syria Nation, I work in Syria Nation, and then it's immediately work. It's it's a bit weird having it being such a huge part of your identity, but creative work, I feel that's what it is. It's not something you put aside because creative work is such a huge, you have to put such a huge part of yourself in it that you do it, you have to do it all the time. For me personally, I just have to take a, a break and try to go back to other things I enjoy and not put so much pressure as discovering new stuff as I did before. And at work, what we do is just we're really open to, you know, right. browsing YouTube when, in your work hours or just showing each other stuff constantly. We have, we have multiple platforms where we just send out cool stuff all the time. Hey, I saw this ad. I saw this Instagram post. Can we try to do this? And a lot of good stuff uh, yeah. came from that, actually.
0: I I, th- I think it's re- it, it's definitely uh, I try and encourage students to do this all the time. Is like you should always be curating, mm. like uh, stuff that that sparks you. It's it, it, and you do need to consume a lot of stuff, and don't worry don't worry about being inspired by something or even slightly copying something if you put your spin on it. And it, it's so important to keep getting this kind of don't just settle with you know with the stuff that you like it's i I get really irritated with friends who have playlists that are just stuck in the 90s of like this is the music i listen to in my teens and my 20s and it never evolves and it's not that you have to be down with the kids but it's just like if you're interested in this kind of stuff you'll always be seeking what 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 new things what new tastes are there. yeah
1: you have to keep your eyes peeled that's a huge huge part of it and I told like what you just said we have the we have this Instagram group where we just send stuff and I remember a photographer said hey I want to do this can we do this and it was a sort of concept with like a, a overhead or like a display like you get this cool light on your face with a logo or whatever and we just went straight into Photoshop did the simulation right. logo and took our uh, CS players at the time and made that and it was it went really it was really popular And that was copying uh, very Mm. loosely, uh, but it was because we curated something and somebody somebody dared to share something that they thought it was cool and then others thought it was cool and all of a sudden it was this thing we had going. So everyone has a Pinterest board, everyone curates stuff on Instagram, people save things they like and, and value it. That's like, everyone does that. I'm a production manager. I don't do creative stuff. I do that because it's important to keep that look. And even though I don't have something, most of the time I don't have anything to say in how the product turns out, I see a photographer I think is cool or a model or like something. It's re- it's just really, really important to try and save everything you think is cool because then you try slowly, surely you you see what your style is like and your taste and it's so much easier to develop it then to just go back and this is what I like.
0: But I, th- I think you, you raised an important point there about being a production manager. And I, th- I think there are two camps of production manager. You've got the production manager that is, is just totally focused on organizing and they give, they don't really give a shit about the output. They're, their thing is about organizing and making it happen. And then you've got the other kind of production manager which leans more into the content. And I think those production managers often at a later stage in their career and I think this will be true of you. Uh, become great producers. So I, th- I think you're, you're you're a production manager with a producer heart, yeah, rather than a production manager with an accountant's <laughs> definitely. heart. Definitely,
1: yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I don't think uh, you know. I could be like really focused on just. But then again, it goes back to creating that environment we want to do. Uh, I really respect that the creatives that we have here. We have people mm. with decades of experience in the business and if I were there to like sit and whip them no you can't use an extra 500 corners or whatever and no you can't work with that person you can't do that and try to put limits Mm. on them instead of always trying to fulfill what they do then it would why would they work here if they can't do what they feel is right then I communicate that I don't trust their vision I don't feel that is right at all it, it, we often joke around that I'm their manager, actually, because I I, I yeah, yeah. sometimes they go, hey, Liva, I, I was wondering if I could use this person or use an extra model or do a slight adjustment. And then I, OK, I'll see what I can do. And then I go and sort of fight their case. I'm more often on the creator side than on the financial side or like admin side of it. So, yeah, yeah. I find that really important for me. That's
0: the work style I try to achieve. But I, th- I think if, if you want to keep that that creative spirit, you have to, you have to facilitate it. And yes, you can say like, okay, what is it you're trying to achieve? Maybe you don't need two models. Maybe you can do it with one. But what like as, as long as you can have that discussion, I think too many production managers go, no, it costs too much, rather than what is it you're trying to achieve, and let's see how we can facilitate it happening. But maybe cutting the budget in a different way
1: and that's something when i started here i was really uh, i was uh, really focused on being cookie cutter trying to do my tasks being really good but i have this really great leader who challenges me on that and when i saw his style of sort of going right i'm thinking we should do this why am i thinking this i am thinking this because this and this and this and then he would open up me to challenge him on that and that was Mm. so like it opened so many gateways for me when he opened a discussion with anyone to be challenged or when he said no i could challenge him on why he was saying no and then we figured out that no there's another solution here and we always work to find the best possible outcome for every part with the creative and focus with at the end of the day we want to make cool stuff but if we spend all our money on doing this one cool thing, then we can only do one cool thing, and we would much rather do five cool things, right? So, uh, just yeah. always having that discussion and challenging each, each other, and because I'm, I'm really worried. I'm a really worried soul. <laughs> so, hey, Liva, can we can we postpone this three days? <laughs> uh, no! Uh! And then I try to, with what I, uh, with what I learned and what I see in the leaders and the admin, I try to go with that, okay, what would we achieve with postponing it two days? And how how would that benefit us? How would that not benefit? You know, always always having a discussion for any detail, like any anything. Uh, and that's something that I struggle with a bit, but just always trying to do that discussion is really important to me. I really focus on that these days.
0: I, I think if you have people who are, Prepared to be vulnerable by showing their thought processes, that generally leads to a more creative environment. I think when you have an environment where people are afraid to show that, then it all get then it then everybody gets like uptight about who has the right decision, and everybody gets a bit neurotic. And so it, it's really good to have a leader that's prepared to go. I might be wrong, but I'm thinking this, and would that work? And, and yes, yeah,
1: exactly. And that's you know. Serious Nation is really cool. It's the internet, and uh, it's all about the internet, and it's new, and it does cool stuff, and you know there's cool cars and talent and whatever, and you know it's really flashy. But what makes me want to commit to this, actually, the reason I put in eighteen hours a day, and the reason that I stay here for as long as I do, and I put so much work in and sacrifices, as much as I do, is because I have vulnerable leaders. I have leaders that are open to always being challenged and mm. that are committed to the cause and that want to challenge and make something new alongside you know you have a 40 year old uh, man wanting to achieve the same thing as a 20 year old woman you know with completely different backgrounds and styles and experiences and you all have that one goal and when it was it was really important to me that when I started that the leaders and the bosses or the administration or whatever that I was able to go into opposition with them and it was okay that they they were admit when you're wrong and open up your discussions and that that's I like it changed my life (laughs) and my outlook on everything in the short time that I've been here Uh, so it was really (laughs) revolutionizing for me to have sort of grow, <laughs> grown-ups I guess being really immature about it and that's how you do teamwork uh, in the most accurate way I think so it, it was really important for me and I see I see when people at the top do it it just spreads and now this th- they are the foundation of the culture and by them being open to being vulnerable and making mistakes and admitting fault and, or being harsh you know it, it opens up
0: I, I think definitely culture is everything in, particularly in the creative industries, and I think, I mean, you, you and I used to talk at length in the past about mm. the fear of the culture of TV and film and like because you know we, you you were coming up when the whole industry kind of blew up and all this toxicity was being exposed. It was something like, do you think that that the zero zero nations are going to? neutralize these because i think you know there are still aspects of film and tv that is a bit like that i I just wonder what your thoughts are our
1: most experienced producer at uh, in-house uh the reason he became a producer was because when he worked in tv Mm. uh, as a production assistant his producer was so shitty Mm. that he thought oh my god do you have to be an asshole to be a producer it has to be possible." And then he became a really good producer. Yeah. You know, I decided to work in media around the same time as Me Too came out. <laughs> so not the best <laughs> first impression. Yep. Uh, but there is a, you know, there's a lot of filth in media and TV. And the short amount of time that I worked in film, I really didn't like it. Because people were nice, but... I, Mm. Uh, immediately uh, like i i worked for a couple of days at a film set and i was like oh my god they fucking hate me no one talks to me no one dares to give me feedback and this does not feel okay nobody they move away from me during lunch breaks without telling like they no one's doing an effort to include me like they talk to me one-on-one but when there's a bigger group or there's a more important person it just splits up Mm. and i i thought i did an awful job and then on my final day, the girl who employed me, she yeah. was like, you're doing great. You're going to nail this. And I was like, you you did not give me that impression, though. So uh, really nice people. It's not a diss towards them, but it's the culture, you know. And I was really unsure if that's something I wanted to commit to. And when I started in Serious Nation, I was terrified of my boss because I thought <laughs> I really was like, I was on high alert, like going like looking for red flags all the time and like really searching and being really protective of myself. But then he started being vulnerable. And it was easy for me to open up. You know, I will work really hard to protect that culture. But that's my main motivation to make this a nice place to be for everyone. I think we're going to save the world or anything. But we do recognize that you can't do cool stuff in a shitty environment. Nobody wants to do cool stuff if you have awful leadership. And if you no. meet opposition and struggles every day it's a it's a big focus for us to try and reduce that
0: we, we, used, to, we used to have this sign in my old office that said happy chickens lay the best eggs and...
1: <laughs> it's true
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I, I i never got it i just never understood why certain film sets or or, or productions had to be talked i just didn't get it because it's like if you're all gonna work really hard and long and you're gonna be around each other so much, don't you want that to be as nice as possible? Yeah. Like, it should be like you're more, it, it shouldn't feel like you're at war.
1: It shouldn't, it, it shouldn't feel, uh, you shouldn't have to prove yourself. The job interview and your CV and you, the phone call and whatever, that is when you prove yourself. And then you're welcome, mm. if you're staying at Sierra Nation, if you're working here for a month, an internship, whatever, you get an email. You get an email and you get the welcome package and, you know, it's really important. for Like, my boss is really, really, uh, he doesn't like to say boss even. He wants me to say leader. That's why. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So whenever a new employee starts, (laughs) this and this day, this employee starts and everyone is going to go and say hello. It's going to be really nice to work here and talk to them, make sure they feel included, make sure they have access to our discord and they have an email and everything is set up you know first day mm. uh, every time one person gets assigned without them knowing really to welcome them where's the store you know where do we eat lunch everything that's the first day of knowledge
0: well i think there's, there's even like uh, scientific research into this that like the onboarding experience of joining a new company has some huge effect on on productivity on on how long you stay like retention because actually hiring people is a really expensive process so why would you want to keep doing it every couple of months because you keep pissing people off
1: yeah right it's it, you know <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it, it's more of a i feel when we get a new employee i feel like zero nation has to prove itself and not the employee sort of we have to prove mm-hmm. why you would want to work yeah it's really flash and it's really cool but when you strip away all that and the party's over and you have to clean all the beer bottles you don't want to do it you know if the if if there's no one thanking you and if there's no one helping you out you don't want to do it i would love yeah. to read the research behind it but to me it's just common sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and how 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 do how do you as a company find new employees or new talent or new creators like what what's the the process of finding people or, and where do you look in because it's such a different model like how do you how do you find people that fit into that model?
1: I think I'm the only person in your that applied for a job <laughs> that just wrote an email saying, please, I would, I would and it worked. Yeah. We get a lot of emails. We have a CS team that's really big in Brazil. So we get a lot of emails mm-hmm. from Brazil. But right now, per now, it's the community. But the community can be anything. Before, it was just, you know, friends and family and no one else. But community is people you meet. And our social media manager he is an ex-employee's CSGO teammate. So they played right. They play Counter-Strike together. And then he was like, hey, I know you do social media. Could you do come do that for us? Yeah, I guess. And no one has met him. No one has met him. We don't know if he's real. Maybe he fakes that webcam. Who knows? <laughs> but that's community to us. Nobody had met him or knew he was a nice person, but right. he's worked here as long as I have. And uh, he does a brilliant job of just managing stuff so we still hire and look for people within our community that we know of because it's still a startup and we can't do too many risks i was a huge risk i have no idea who proved that but i'm really grateful anyways (laughs) so but i think that if i applied to now i would not have gotten the job just because we can't afford to take that risk means so much more if someone else hey i played counter-strike with that guy he's really nice or i I've met them outside on the town, you know. That sounds really unprofessional, I promise. There's a strict quality check and job interview, but it's still in the community, uh, and I can't wait for the day that we open that up. But per now, it's just, that's what we do.
0: Well, no, but I suppose if if you've got a very strong ethos, Mm. discovering people that seem to vibe with Mm. that, that's going to be your first port of call because you, you can't establish that in a job interview if you've never had a dialogue with them yeah, before we're
1: open to meeting anyone
0: that that, that makes sense yeah
1: it do, to put it like this it doesn't matter who you know if that vibe isn't there if you have an interview and like okay you don't share the values <laughs> you would much rather just do the <laughs> yeah. cool stuff without yeah. contributing to the culture then it doesn't matter who you know
0: i suppose that is the danger when you are at that kind of cutting edge of cool it's like i, I saw it happen with with like th- people like thrasher magazine or 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 clothing labels like supreme and so forth it starts to attract people who might only want the cool bit they don't actually buy into the the community
1: not that i do the talent management but from the impression that i have is of course there's a lot of people who want to sign and we say yeah sure but prove it prove you want to be a part of it yeah yeah we're a young company we don't have too many. you know we we're good and we know what we do but you have to prove it to us so there's a process to it that the talent, okay, if the talent who is unsigned is active on our socials or shows up to our events, then okay, then you're doing your bit because you can't come join our community, but then you have to participate in it. We don't want your name on the poster, mm. sort of. We want you to be there and contribute. So and hang out with employees and uh, normal audiences and friends and commute. You know, that's mm. you have to contribute to it easy as that
0: it's like fight club you have to come and knock on the door a few exactly. times
1: exactly yeah. Yeah.
0: exactly
1: that it's exactly like fight club except we talk a bit more about it if a uh, fight yeah. club was sponsored by dnb then <laughs> i think you know, we're
0: getting close to something and 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 so it's not just about media is it so it's you, your whole thing is about event like the brand and and where does the where does the brand kind of extend into and what kind of experiences is zero zero nation looking to kind of make and then you are obviously the project manager of those experiences so Mm. to speak
1: well the thing that i work the closest with is of course our Uh, media content Mm. like the the ideas we have in here is so great like we've talked about doing vr experiences like doing concerts in vr Mm -hmm. like building a cube like a portable cube or with a party in it and light rig and everything that we you can go on a europe tour with like a cube what i see is that people are looking how do i take my crazy wildest coolest idea and make it into something nation can do Like, I'm making a rap music video for a commercial brand, and it's not a rap, it's not a music video, but it's the look that I always liked, and I'm turning it into something I want to do. So there's no, we don't know the limits yet. We don't know the limits at all. We've done music videos, we've done concerts for our talents. Uh, Talents made a song for our commercial partner, and then we made it into Sierra Nation thing in an event. We do esports coverage when our esport talents go out and play, and we do commercial shoots. We do a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's mostly commercial per now, but we've done a lot of crazy stuff. And I'm sure, I... yeah, we celebrated one of our commercial partners' birthday. We hosted a full on birthday party for them. It was pretty cool. And we do gaming tournaments, of course. Yeah. Uh, we sent. Uh, Oh, I can not say that. I was about to say something I can't say. Ooh.
0: No, no, no. You, no, no <laughs> it's always always the difficulty yeah, of it.
1: I'm yeah, really yeah. trying to like I'm very like trying to figure out cuz we work on a bunch of stuff that's not out yet, of course, always So yeah. it, it's really very what we do. And uh, I've been an event manager, I've been a psychotherapist, I've been a Fortnite coach, you know, <laughs> and a producer and B B photo uh, you know second unit photo yeah. and uh, there's no limit to it yeah and also uh, I, I booked the DJs for our last event so music talent nice. manager as well
0: so you get to do a bit of a, a bit it, it yeah. plays to all of the all of your different strings of the bow yeah. I guess and, it uh, plays
1: to all the things that I've always enjoyed doing that's why I feel like yes. I fit so well in here is because number one I have the capability and interest to do everything but I also get the opportunity to do it and that's a good deal, in my opinion. Mm. So, I'm even learning about fashion now, doing fashion shoots, which is not really my forte or my like uh, specter, but it's super interesting and really cool. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'm open to everything and becoming a jack of all trades. Everyone who works here is a jack of all trades,
0: really. <laughs> well, no, no I, I think this this idea is it, it, it slightly harking back to the media education that I. I often have a problem with this when we say oh this is a this format this is a this genre I think in in the world in an internet world it doesn't matter as much it doesn't and things bleed all over yeah. the place it, it, and I
1: think that changed when youtube came around in 2007 yeah. that just stopped you know the creators and the the role models in the industry that I look up to were youtubers who made the content shot it edited it and published it by themselves they did everything by themselves and that was the norm Uh, so it's crazy to me that it has to go through all these processes and I think growing up on the internet and seeing the possible you know it's right in front of you I recently started streaming on Twitch because that's something that I always wanted to do and now I had the web camera and I had the computer and it's just to do it so I think opening up and allowing you know Any other job, I would have been penalized for live streaming in office hours, but (laughs) not here. (laughs) So, you know, uh, we try to do everything within our power to let everyone establish them as they want to, creatively. Mm -hmm. So if you're a filmmaker, you don't have to be a filmmaker always. You can do a photo shoot if you like, or you can even edit this. You know Joachim, uh, who I went to class with? Uh, He was in my... um, we were in class together. Uh, he got hired there as a junior editor because that's what we really needed. But then he was really good at graphic design. He was just really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> so he edited some videos but did mostly graphic design. And now we we're going to rebrand pretty soon. And I think two of four new logos are his design. And he's a junior editor. And also a photographer who yeah, yeah. does everything. So, you know, you can be hired as one thing, but then turn out
0: to do other stuff i think that the, the the other thing that you sort of touched upon is this idea of like brands coming to you and saying hey do something for us i think there used to be this world of like corporate video production it's like a brand comes to you and make make me an ad and i i have se- i have seen so many bad versions particularly in norway actually <laughs> i've seen a lot of like bad branded commercials made for social yeah. and is it Are you finding like with Zero Zero Nation, it's much more like, we want you to put our twist on it. Here's some money. And does that change Like you're not trying to make an ad for them per se? No. Is that, do you think that's changing the way that we'll think about that?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Because what I think is happening is that you don't have celebrities in the same way as before. You have influencers. And I don't really like to use, I'm not going to use that word. I'm going to say personalities. You have internet personalities. You have the Sidemen on YouTube. You have... I I not think of Trisha Paytas, but you know, <laughs> she's not <laughs> yeah, a best yeah, example, yeah. but you have personalities. You have, like, these hooks. A movie star is not... You, don't, you know, there's this controversy in the music industry that uh, musicians have to make social media content to promote their own music, and it has to be them who does it, because it has it has to be natural. So... You can no longer just star in a movie and do your thing. You have to do the million interviews, you have to be funny on Twitter, you have to do the Instagram, and you need a team around you. And I think what I really appreciate in our partners is that they realize that we can do that. And when we say, if you trust us enough with your product to go ahead and do what we think is right, we can achieve great things together if you let us word ourselves if you let our talent choose what they want to do if you let our creators make the movie that they think is cool we can achieve great stuff but you have to trust them to do what they do they realize there's no point in reaching out to Gen Z, there's no use you can't just post an ad on TikTok and run with it, they will destroy you in the comment section, I dare you anyone who listens to this, go to TikTok, open up like a I'm gonna name them a Sony Music campaign or like a Specsavers one and read the comments. They're turned off or the kids have destroyed them, because there's not they see yeah. they see right through that shit. So there's no point in doing that anymore. There's yeah. no point in going, hey you like, hey you like Nirox kids you play Fortnite. Here's him in a video. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care.
0: <laughs> there was some awful, uh, like Pepsi ad or something maybe it was a coke advert a year ago that was really trying to tap into gaming and it was yes. so over the top and it
1: it's a yeah, meme yeah. Uh, at us at our place yeah <laughs> they were all fighting in an esports tournament and then one of the characters in game pick up a coke and then they stop fighting what what is that mm. that <laughs> that's not you you know it's so distant it's a joke in the gaming community as well and uh, alan walker has a second in a cameo where he goes oh what they're, they're putting down their weapons. And he got like a million corners to do, like a million dollars to do it. Yeah. Like I'm not even joking. And it doesn't work because, you know, I, no. I, if you had an Alan Walker song in it, if you had him do his thing in it, maybe it would be different. But it's just him going, oh, they're putting the weapons down. Why is Alan Walker playing this game? Why do I care that yeah. he's playing? You know, it has to be a purpose behind it. And that's what we do. You come to us, we see, hey, this talent fits for this campaign. Do you want to do this? Yes, I want to do this. Okay, this talent can do this. This is what they can provide to you. Mm. Give us the money. This is uh, this is the sort of content we can do because that's cool to us. That's what our creators want to do. That's what our talent wants to do. And that's what we want to do. Yeah.
0: No, no. And no, I, I, I think uh, I, I've been recently re-watching a lot of uh, like documentaries and films and stuff about punk. Yeah. And it's, re- it's really interesting to me that I think, like, internet culture at its heart has punk, like, do it yourself, be authentic, don't let anybody control the message Absolutely. And, and so on. Now, you can argue there are many things wrong with punk yeah, as be it became commercialised, <laughs> but, but, but there's something about watching these old documentaries and that going, actually, there's a lot of kind of Johnny Rotten's on mm-hmm. TikTok in their own mm-hmm. way, doing their own thing and saying, I'm not going to have somebody tell me what to do and I I, I will pull down in or, inauthentic... Stuff and I think that's you know,
1: the biggest streamer on YouTube right now, is I Show Speed, and he's a really problematic character. But you don't see him going anywhere. Every kid knows who he is. Every kid quotes him. Every kid, everyone has seen one of his videos. But people don't pay attention. And he's really he's really punk in that sense because you know there's a lot of mm. talk about cancel culture, which I for one don't know what is. Cause my point being. Uh, in, in, like, a really, you know, uh, new leftist sort of new political arena, he really doesn't care and he says what he wants and he says some really problematic stuff. And he has gotten a lot of backlash for it, but he's still popular. Not that he necessarily is a character that Your Nation wants to be a part of, wants to include, but, you know, he. That is punk, in my opinion, and going against the grid or whatever. And there's a lot of industry plans showing up anywhere, and it's impossible to do that now, because real recognize real, real, and (laughs) uh, none of them are. So uh, I think punk, I completely agree on that, that that the biggest superstars of the modern age are kids who do what they want and say what they want to say on the internet. And that's what we yeah. share, the, the positive rebels, the, the ones who, who use their controversy and voice for good while not following the rules. Now,
0: I, I think I think that, that that is a good thing to allow and accentuate. And I think if there is anything in cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, I suppose is it's terrible when we try and squash something that, that maybe somebody just got yeah. wrong or a, a misstep or a whatever. It, it would be far better if communities went like, that's that's out of order, but it's a small out of order thing, you know, in comparison to everything else you've done.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, your Harvey Weinsteins do need to be cancelled. They, yeah, they, they need to be exactly. jailed and so forth. That's not being no. cancelled. That's just that's... breaking the law <laughs> and being punished for
1: it. That's the consequences of your own actions. But in general, the yes. I- yeah. internet culture... Even though I am a, a leftist uh, radical at heart, uh, what's really problematic these days is you're getting squashed for fucking up. And just, you know, going too far. When you live stream your life eight hours a day and you go too far in a joke, you know, it's not good, but there's no, op- there's no open for discussion. There's nothing open for discussion. It's just very harsh.
0: Humans are fallible exactly. and this is the first time in in history that so many people mm-hmm. have been able to voice themselves in public and it's recorded and it's under scrutiny. I mean, I dread to think what I was like as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I must have... Fucked things up and said the wrong thing and, and and so forth. But I grow as a human exactly. being. But none of that none of that's on record, so it's forgotten. And I romanticize the past, yeah. probably. So <laughs> yeah. But but everybody else is having to grow up with this kind of solidified yeah. thing, I guess, which is which we, is tough. Me
1: and my uh, coworkers and friends, for that case, we uh, mm. recently started playing a lot of Fortnite when they introduced the no build mode, and we talked about it yesterday that. Imagine just putting a medieval child in a Fortnite lobby. They would explode. Like, there's so much going yeah. on. Like it, our brains are not used to this. And ev- as you're saying, everything is live streamed. The, re- the, the thing that's stopping me from live streaming or doing whatever on the internet is because I've always been really scared of my digital footprint and being discovered or whatever. But when I realized that there's so many billions of people doing this that it's too late. We're all screwed, so... Might as well just do what I wanna do and test it out, see if it's anything that I would want to do.
0: Yeah, and then, and then and then everybody, I think humanity will come to a point where they realize like, do you know what, we actually have to be more forgiving of people that screw up digitally and be less afraid. Because actually the people who have no digital footprint are the ones you have to really worry about.
1: Exactly, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. So uh, I yeah. get it like 10 years ago. There weren't that many YouTubers or influencers, but now, like mm. normal people that I meet on, that I meet and that I know are influencers somehow, like my friends who just post pictures of themselves looking pretty, are getting offers. So everyone, like we're all in it now. Just monetize it if you want to. I don't care. Like it's too late anyways. So I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, internet just in my lifetime has gone from something really obscure to something for special interested from to now just being for everyone. And again
2: mm.
1: when Serious Nations say that we are a gaming company, it's not an esport company. It's not a gaming company for those no. who play video games every single day and they play twelve hours of Elden Ring. If you don't beat Elden Ring you're not allowed to come in here. That's not the vibe. If you have a hundred no. people and five of them have never played video games and five of them are really hardcore gamers, you have ninety in the middle who have played a little bit of FIFA all throughout their life, or who have a relation to Fortnite mm. from quarantine, or, you know, connect with their friends to through uh, Warzone, right? Gaming is a casual interest and internet is a casual interest that everyone has a relation to, yeah. so that's what we mean by gaming company. And I feel like when I explain that to people my age they're like oh that makes sense but when i tell it to my mom she's like doesn't understand because
0: how do you make money How do you money? make money
1: yeah. of it it's not <laughs> yeah. itch- oh you can't even ex- it's like a running joke in the company of having to go home for christmas and explain what you do <laughs> yeah. how do i tell them tell them you make commercials and just leave it <laughs> like that's not what we do yeah. but just yeah. leave it
0: well i i think like the idea of building a brand around gaming is is i think we've discussed this before but it's it's the same as building a lifestyle brand around skateboarding mm. it's not really about the skateboarding per mm. se but there is a whole lifestyle and there's there's music mm-hmm. there's fashion there's everything comes yeah. off of it and I think that's the vibe I always got from from zero mm. zero nation is it's it's building uh, and, and why why does it need to be put in a nice square box where somebody can describe it exactly. anyway
1: exactly no it's exactly that <laughs> like we're trying to remove. If you think gaming and aesthetic, you think, like, black with red neon, and that's it. And you think, oh, Alan Walker music, or, like, Skrillex in, like, the COD compilation videos. But we're trying to remove... Everyone does gaming. Everyone does gaming, and everyone has a good time doing it. So we're just trying to include gaming into everything we do. Or we are including Gaming is at the core of everything we do. Like, everyone has a relation to it, so whether it's really strong or just
0: casual. And I think like human being human beings need to play. Yeah. And that that that's how we develop and mm-hmm. learn and we've kind of in a period of time forgotten that and I think gaming has actually brought back a spirit of mm-hmm. play that is way more acceptable to all generations that that say you you had to give up playing. Yeah. 20 years ago you weren't allowed to kind of mess around and play whereas you can yeah. now with gaming. And right?
1: that's exactly what unites us here as well because you have to play to do creative work and before on you couldn't play because you had to do your 9 to 5 or whatever but here you try to incorporate the play into your 9 to 5. Gaming in recent years have really developed storytelling as well like it's a completely new way to immerse yourself in everything you do so I have plenty of video games that I could talk about for hours just in the feelings that it made me feel. As a mm. story, I there was a colleague that I had I played The Last of Us Part 2 and I was yeah. like it was his favorite game and I was like all right I'll I'll play through it because we have similar tastes. And every session after I'd played I had to call him and I was like, "Oh my god, you can't believe what they made me do, man. You can't believe what I experienced and what happened." And it's a really intense experience in storytelling. So, again, gaming is more all-inclusive. Because I'm not the one to sweat out and ring. It's too difficult for me. That shit is intimidating. But uh, immersing (laughs) myself into an entire new universe, whether it be through a book or a movie or a video game, you know, that's the all-around experience. And, you know, we work with Xbox, and they have a wide variety. You know, they're not putting all their money on, like, uh, FIFA. You know? they do yeah. some stuff on Redfall and some stuff on Warhammer which is really specific a strategic game mm. and you know they they have multiple varieties cuz gaming is for everyone and when we all play we all win so i'm i'm really grateful that Xbox shares that mentality Sue Nation has that mentality and we have this common grasp on what gaming is nowadays it's not killing people and hearing the n-word in a card lobby it's like a lot more yeah, <laughs> inclusive <it's>, than that <laughs> yeah. so
0: so so i'm conscious that the, the our hour is nearly oh. up so um i i wanted to just encompass being so close to education and then in the in the first part of your career mm-hmm. do you think that education could benefit from operating more like, hey, let's absolutely, say how Zero Zero Nation absolutely. operates as a company. absolutely. Like, is there enough play in school? No. Is there enough.
1: No way.
0: <laughs> like, sh- sh- coming together and sharing ideas and not having a correct. I- I've yeah. just been listening to what you're saying about like being playful, sharing stuff. Uh, yes, doing quick, but you know, projects on a certain timeline and a certain budget, but just being less rigid about stuff. I wonder whether. Well, I wish. School should be a bit more like
1: that. Yeah, absolutely, 100%, not a doubt in my mind. What I wish my education would have provided me was, okay, this is how a movie set works. This is how it works. This is what we do. Uh, And this is how and why we do it, because it's teamwork. And then Mm. learn to work together through play, because that's how it works. And you have to learn to... You have to get to know each other and trust each other, and you do that by sharing and figuring out what you think is cool when you share that and you get a common sense and you learn it through each other then you can go play and that's where Mm. the real bit comes what I felt my education was uh, consistent of was just learning this is how you make a movie this is how you make a movie and that's fair that's really true that's important to know as well but it's not it's not how it works anymore especially not in media production it's so much more all-rounded
0: well no but it's also people don't go out and just make a movie quite often (laughs) you have to be a production you have to be a production assistant who understands teamwork and being being yeah. useful more than you know, need to know about cinematography. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, I know a lot of color theory and I know a lot about telling a story, but it's not until you're sitting there with 20 clips that make no sense whatsoever and you have to put it together, how do I convey my message? Mm. And you yeah. do that and you learn how to do that with a team you trust and knowing your taste. And to do all of that, you have to play you have to watch millions of hours of YouTube. You have to watch good movies and shitty movies and movies you hate and movies you love. And you have to play video games that make no sense and do mind-numbing things. You have to scroll through TikTok for a million hours and Instagram and to, to learn what you like. I'm really, 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 really thankful to be able to do that at my job. That it's not expected that I know who I am or what I do, but we learn together and discover together there's a lot of play involved like we have i scheduled all my meetings today around a fortnight session with all my coworkers cuz we enjoy it so much these days and we work yeah. together and we learn and play and we you know it we're bonding and you can't always do that over lunch you know you have no. to you have to play together one thing i understand that you can't play together in high school or whatever to learn about World War Two, but when you choose a creative direction, I wish that. It w- I wish there was more talk about just playing, and how vulnerable it is. Yeah. Creative work is delving into yourself. It's knowing yourself and trusting yourself to achieve something. Like it was so scary to start here, and I had this project, and they were like, "Yeah, you have fifteen thousand corners to do it," and I was like, "On me." And if I don't deliver it, then, oh, what does that happen? But it's such a good lesson to learn that I wish I learned in school that it will turn out all right no matter what you do.
0: No, for sure. And I think it's also you have to do it a yeah. lot. You
1: have to do it a lot. Oh, my God. we Okay, so I counted. I just – a little brag about my team. We went yeah. through all the projects that we did since we started in September. A total of four productions a week since we started. Yeah. And my god have we failed. We made we have failed so intensely and we've misunderstood and we've underdelivered but we have also exceeded every expectation. You can't have one without the other. We've made some of the coolest no. stuff like I'm so proud of everything that the team and I have achieved together and I'm so proud of every single member and how I see them challenging themselves and how they sacrifice mm-hmm. and how they develop. I'm so proud of it and you know at the end of the day it's the team that makes me want to do more it's not the movies are really really cool and i'm really grateful for the cool movies but without the journey with that team it wouldn't be the same
0: oh without a doubt i i think the process of making stuff is the reward i think the actual finished (laughs) thing i think people fixate on the finished thing too Mm. much and it's like if you want to do this for a living i i totally understand obsessing with the output when you're the director or you're, you're, you're so caught up in mm. in your portfolio but to do it for a living you've just got to actually you have to enjoy the process yeah. and you have to kind of consume yourself with mm. it rather than fixating on the oh next time I'll make the Oscar winning thing it's just you just get up do it again I mean
1: in my opinion if you have fun and if you're being challenged and motivated by the people around you all of a sudden the Oscar award-winning film will be right there. In front of you. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's a teamwork at the end of the day, and you can hop on from project to project, and all of a sudden, you know that again. That's what uh, our lead producer did, right? He just saw a really shitty producer, and he was like, "God, there must be a better way to do this." All of a sudden, he yeah. was the best, you know, because he was so focused on just
0: building the team. Excellent. Um, one last question. Yeah uh it, it's a trite one but I like to ask it but if you had to go back to yourself graduating and thinking about all of your fears and so forth mm-hmm. what would you say to yourself now some way you know you, you, you're not at the end of your career by any stretch no. but you're certainly in a more confident space so I'm just wondering yeah. what, would you, what would you say to yourself back on like that day when you were wondering what the hell you were going to do next
1: honestly I would just give myself a hug. <laughs> no words, cause uh, there's nothing preparing you for what comes afterwards. I really, like, Serious Urination was the 63rd application I sent out. Yeah. And it was also the second one I got an interview to. No, sorry, Ikea was the 63rd yeah. that I got, that was when I got an interview. And the Serious Urination was the 80th or something. It was a really, really challenging process. And uh, being unemployed fucking sucks. It's terrible. (laughs) I feel like I'm not far enough in my journey to go back and give some advice because there's nothing preparing you for that. You just have to take it one day at a time and it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. And there's a lot of stuff that are unpredictable in our industry. Know your worth. Trust yourself. Don't be offended that someone offers you 100 kroners an hour, but don't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Mostly, I'm still just very grateful I ended up where I ended up because I almost just stayed at IKEA, at customer service because it was so comforting right. and the, the rules were already there and the play rules and I could always just show to some manual or whatever, but I'm really glad I challenged myself and I dared to leap forward. Just, just try to look forward and keep pushing and don't, <laughs> just try. Never stop trying. That's actually my point here. Never stop trying. Never stop trying.
0: And you don't have to do everything perfect on a perfect timeline. Oh, no.
1: No, trust yourself. That's a really good advice. I've been really thinking about that lately because there's a lot of talented people around, a lot of talented talents and creators, and I'm so prone to comparing myself, but I'm really working on just telling myself to trust the process. Trust the process everything in its time. You are on your own timeline. You're doing everything right by just trusting your own instinct. You are yourself. Don't look to others. Trust the process. That's it.
0: Excellent. That seems a perfect place to finish up. Thank you so much for your time, Leva. Thank you for having Uh, me. I'm constantly excited by how your career is progressing. And I think uh, certainly your perseverance in getting out out of the stall uh i i thought was 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 great to watch and i think you're you're an inspiration for many so thank you for your time thank you
1: so much thank you for
0: having me so we we'll okay. catch up soon yeah better myself and i proved i know the industry boondish i'm really a threat, of nooses. the chevy a dropping is ruthless. think i'm the one and i proved i know the industry boondish think you're seeing the moves it really ain't dropping cool. Look at me struggle i'm